be careful what you wish for. I was hoping to spend more time with my family and my children. Of course, my decision wasn't calculating with the fact of the pandemic. So what I ended up with was almost like an immense immersion. Thank you for joining us today on Doc Working, the Whole Physician Podcast. I'm Dr. Jen Barna, and today I'm so excited to bring to you a guest who is a nephrologist, a father of twins, and who almost one year ago made a life-changing decision to retire. Welcome to Doc Working, the Whole Physician Podcast, Dr. Ju Ming Ye. Thank you, Jen. Thank you so much for inviting me to share my experience. I really appreciate this opportunity. It is a real honor and privilege to speak with you today. So thank you so much for coming on to talk with me. Do you mean we were talking recently and you said something that really caught my attention? You said this year has been transformational for you. And I really want to hear about that. But before we dig into that, let's take a couple of steps back and tell me about your journey. Okay. Well, it's sort of a long journey, a little bit convoluted. And I wanted to go way back, back to where I grew up in China during the time that was really turmoil, namely cultural revolution. And my parents were educated and intellectuals, so they were prosecuted. And there were no schools for several years. And I was with my mother in the re-education camp. There were lots and lots of play, but no schools. To make a long story short, I ended up graduating from medical school. But after my graduation from medical school, I felt that I wanted to have more school. So I came to the States and actually went to graduate school for basic science and pursued for a PhD and continued with basic research until a point, you know, I realized that I was missing something. Particularly, I was missing the human contact, the human touch, and helping people in a more tangible way, which that was the reason I went to medical school to begin with. So at that point, I actually chose to have my clinical training in the States, internship, residency, and specialty training in nephrology. And after that, I you know, became a practicing nephrologist both in private practice and academia. And it's been 20 years, and here we are. And now I'm retired almost a year, exactly almost a year. And it's a very interesting year, to say the least. That's what I can tell you from the journey point of view. It's a new chapter. Terrific. It sounds like we could definitely delve into the question of MD and MD-PhD combination and how that choice that you come to at a fork in the road where you have to choose predominantly more research or predominantly more clinical medicine, or whether there's a way to combine those is a whole different discussion, but I think it's a really interesting one. So I'm glad that you brought that up. Maybe we can revisit that at some point. Sure. But today, I am definitely interested in talking with you about this past year and what I'm hearing from you describing your career and other times when we've talked and I've heard you describe your career is that you really enjoyed your career. You had a very successful practice and you enjoyed working with your team. Is that correct? 
Absolutely. I really enjoy working. It's been 20 years and it's been hard and very interesting, you know, helping people. And I particularly enjoyed practicing nephrology, which is sort of more on the thinking side and combining with my science background and lots of physiology involved, which I truly enjoyed, and also teaching and some research, and particularly more with the contacting with patients, patient relationship. And, you know, really, I was thinking what I miss the most after this one year was I really missing the camaraderie with my team, with my colleagues, with the people I work in the hospital and in the office, and also miss patients. You know, some of patients still calling me on my Uh cell phone, you know, from time to time, which is great. So now what was the process in your mind that you worked through to decide to retire? Yes, it is a difficult decision. I would say on the one hand, I enjoy practicing immensely. On the other hand, I began to feel that I was missing something again. Just like many years ago, I felt like I was missing the human contact. Now I was missing spending time with my family and with our children. And also I did not have the time to fully develop my own interests. You know, so it's just like a really difficult choice. But eventually, I reached to the point, I said, you know, it's really hard to have both, especially in my case. So I chose to retire early. So that's how I came to that. And was that a process that took a long period of time? Yeah, it did take, you know, a couple years at least. I was thinking about that and then working on myself. It's really hard to discuss with other people, which I'll get to that, you know, because it involves with other people. I wish at that time I could have more support and networking to reach that conclusion. When you say you wish you had had more support, where did you find the lack of support? Can you tell me a little bit about that? I wish, you know, a few years ago, I was aware a website like this, for example, that you could actually connect with of the people in the profession, and yet they're not necessarily your colleagues. And it becomes a tricky issue that you want to discuss these kind of a career path decisions because it would involve with other people too. So that's something I think this website has a tremendous value for this. Yeah, that is a good point. Actually, that is one of the things that we really focus on is helping people to build relationships with other physicians who are from different practices in addition to the coaching support. So I think you've really hit on something that inspired me to start doc working. I appreciate that you felt similarly. And what I'm finding from talking with a lot of people is that a lot of us feel very similarly, but we don't know it because we often are sort of isolated in terms of how we work or having the opportunity to speak about these kind of explorations or feelings or, you know, decisions. So I remember talking with you about a year ago and you had just retired and I remember you had immediate plans for right when you retired. And I'm curious, how has the year gone? Has it gone according to plan? Well, there's a saying, you know, be careful what you wish for. I was hoping to spend more time with my family and my children 
And of course, my decision wasn't calculating with the fact of the pandemic. So what I ended up with was almost like an immense immersion. (laughs) (laughs) And the kids at home 24-7, no schools. So you are eventually from a very, you know, part-time dad and got into this 24-7 dad, you know, with kids at home and there's no sports, no other outlets. And they're on top of each other. They're on top of me. So that's why it's very interesting, which I really didn't anticipate this. So what was your first reaction when you first retired and came home and just realized this stark difference between what you expected and the reality of the pandemic? You know, without pandemic, I was planning lots of things that came to mind. I wish I had the time to spend myself, you know, lying on the beach, hiking the mountain with the books, you know, so on and so forth. But with the pandemic, it's totally different. So we're looking at kids, how to help them participating the school and to help them with the difficulties and hardships. But, you know, after this year, I do realize, you know, I've gained a lot by doing these kind of things and realizing what I was actually missing while working full time. You know, I just have to feel really a shift of mindset. So, you know, when people talking about the fact that being a physician and scientist, myself, or maybe even other physicians have this tendency to have a control uh, everywhere you want to have a structured, controlled, perfection, almost tendency of OCD to the point that there definitely there is a place for that when we're working. But at home, it's completely different arena, and it requires total shift of mindset. And while I was working, I wasn't realizing fully in that. Now I became realized that this is so important. And, you know, there's also a good part of that. It's actually, you know, when people say parenting, it's not just a technique or skill that we need to It also involves a mindset. What I thought the notion that parenting is not only about raising the child, it's actually about raising the parents and raising to grow ourselves. So I became more and more realizing that that is very true, at least from my perspective. You know, the temperament, the anxiety that from our point of view, even we don't realize the underlying anxiety that we have, that I had in being a parent and shifting the mentality. And it actually can influence the children. They're quite smart. They can see and they can feel it. Even you say something different, but underlying energy that can actually influence them. Yeah, that is a brilliant perspective. The other thing that I have heard a lot this year during the pandemic is a lot of parents of young children, of course, have had a very difficult year because they don't feel their children have had an adequate education this year. And that's troubling them and concerning them. And it's so difficult for kids to learn 100% remotely and for schools to educate 100% remotely. And I'm curious if you have some perspective to offer on that the concern or anxiety parents are feeling about this past year? 
Right. I think it's all very difficult. Again, I think I wanted to take that point back to ourselves. That is the issue or the notion of the expectation, and we always, well, at least I always, come into this notion that we wanted to, quote unquote, reach their potential or expectation. So, what does that mean? Does that actually mean that we project our quote unquote expectation to the children? You know, we set up our own path for them, and they have to go to certain schools, they have to have A's, and all that kind of stuff. And that itself, to me, I think it's less important than viewing them as individual. They have their own path, which can be very different. And it doesn't have to have anything to do with their grades. You know, taking my example, you know, I said early on that I really did not have much of a regular schooling when I was in their age. So, however, the natural path that took me, and that I can see that I actually gained from many things. So, what I wanted to at least to strive to the point, I wanted them to be who they are. And just be present. At least I try to do that, and try to see whether I can influence them or not influence them. Yeah, wonderful point. And I do love your story. You touched on it a little bit at the beginning, but the time that you spent as a child when you didn't have formal schooling, your description of that. I think if you have a second to tell us about it, is also I think a word of encouragement if you bring it into the context of current times, considering. What you've accomplished after having, I believe, maybe several years of no formal schooling in the middle of your childhood, right?、Uh, it was interesting. Clearly, that was not by choice, but it turned out just like pandemic. You know, it's not by choice, but you know, at those times as kids, we just trying to have a good time. Kids are so actually naturally resilient because they're almost our teachers because they know how to enjoy the present. And we, as adults, frequently bring all kinds of baggage into our being, and then it's hard to think. You know, I was with them, I was on my cell phone, you know, thinking about this, thinking about that. But if I watch them when they play, they're truly playing. They're enjoying the moment. So back to my case, and at the time, we just spent time being outside, play with friends, enjoying the nature, hiking, swimming, all that kind of things. You know, really did not study. But、did I benefit from all that? Probably yes. And did I lose some of the fundamentals of academics?、Uh, that's true. But in the end, I think I I've gained. Yeah. So I think you were able to make up the academics and build the fundamentals later, which I think is not difficult to do for someone who's motivated to learn the fundamentals at any point. But it sounds like what you gained was. Friendship and compassion and thoughtfulness and learning about nature. So all of those things. It sounds like they've influenced your values for your whole life. Yes. So really, it gave me、uh, time to reflect. You know, I frequently thinking back、uh, those times, especially in the hard time, like say pandemic. So it does give me、uh, strength. So what's next for you? What's your plan for the next leg of your journey? 
Well, you know, retirement, you know, for me, it's just another starting point for another chapter of my life after, you know, several chapters, it's different. Clearly, I still enjoy with my family, with my children, but I'm hoping, you know, one day I can have some opportunity to travel and also to take some courses and reading and to expand myself. You know, after spending decades, whether it's in the lab or in the office or in the hospital, I still feel there's a whole world out there that I need to explore. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your words of wisdom and your time talking with us today. It's been a real pleasure and an honor to speak with you. Thank you so much. Likewise. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be able to speak here and share my experience. Thank you, Jen. We want to remind you that if you do want coaching support right now, all you have to do is go to docworking.com and you can check out our coaching opportunities for you to get a certified coach who is experienced in working with physicians. Also, if you're not on our newsletter yet, you got to get over to docworking.com today and sign up. That's how you find out about all kinds of offers and resources that we have available to you. So until next time, thanks so much for being with us here on Doc Working, the Whole Physician Podcast. Hello, and thank you for listening. This is Amanda Taran. I'm the producer of the Doc Working Podcast. If you enjoyed our podcast, please like and subscribe. We would also love it if you checked out our website, which is docworking.com. And you can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. On Instagram, we are docworking1, and that is with the number 1. When you check us out on social, please let us know what you would like to hear on the podcast. Your feedback really means a lot to us. And if you're a physician with a story you'd like to tell, please reach out to me at amanda at docworking.com to apply to be on the podcast. Thank you again, and we look forward to talking with you on the next episode of Doc Working, the Whole Physician Podcast.